Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast. How are you all doing out there? It's a hot summer day. We're just back from, we're not back from, but we're just coming out from Comic-Con. And this is our Comic-Con movie special. So we're going to have two shows. We're going to have a Comic-Con movie special and we're going to have a Comic-Con TV special. So in this episode, we're going to talk about every movie-related news and announcement that came out from Comic-Con. And in the next show, if you check your playlist, you should find a TV edition. There we'll talk about everything TV-related. And of course, with me here, I've got Jake. Hello, Andy, and hello, everyone listening. Boy, it's hot today. It, it, I was sweating in the studio today. It's hot. It's hot. And uh, yeah, Comic-Con, for me, I mean, I w- obviously we weren't there. Uh, but it was still a blast. Mm. So I had uh, what I like to call a sofa con. Yep. So by sitting in my sofa, I <laughs> feel like I'm there uh, looking for obviously Twitter, Instagram and all through the announcements there. I am shattered because of the time difference. I did stay up late nights mm. uh, to get these announcements live as they were coming. So it almost felt like I was there. But it, what it was uh, from the people, the reactions of the people who went, they were saying it's a great great comic-con this year and it was the 50th anniversary as well nice nice so before we go into the show i'd like jake how do we what's the difference between tv what is our barometer to differentiate between tv and movies so it's quite simple really it's anything that's not theatrically released so that means anything that you don't see in the cinema so it's anything down to cable or streaming services such as Netflix or Amazon, anything like that. Or in the States, you have Hulu and all those other stuff. So that is the difference. Okay. So anything not um, released released in the the cinema, we've classified it as TV. Yes. All right? And that's how we'll run these two shows. The small screen. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll get into it then. Yes, lots and lots of big news. Uh, So Comic-Con, obviously... um, within geek culture and pop culture has always been one of the biggest events of the year. And that's because of all the announcements we get. Now, we, heard, we talked about in previous shows that DC weren't going to be there, which was a bit of a shock because most of the time we have a big DC presence there where they show us trailers and announcements of everything they've got coming up, but they pulled out. Uh, I think they were smart to do so because Marvel dropped a bomb on us and it basically got everyone talking throughout the entire con and online about w- what Marvel has in store next for us. So we're going to start with that, ND. Yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4. What The question we've been asking, what's next after Endgame? And first of all, what I'd like to say, before we go into the actual the details of the, the phase, I love the diversity throughout this entire phase. Mm. It's so different. Like when we, when we go through them all now, you'll see how they've gone. Like, no, we need to completely diversify people from all races and color and stuff like that to lead these next wave of films, which I have to commend Marvel and Disney for. You know, They've been really showing us how to do it mm. in that sense. I think they've been leading the change. Yes, Disney, Disney. I mean, it's not just in the Marvel universe, but Disney as a company, You know, I've been saying this on the show, they've been really big on diversity. A lot of their films are very, you know, they, they really, t- they don't, they try not to whitewash their casting. And that I, they, they, that's a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. So we'll get started then. So the way we're going to do this, we'll go through the announcement as Marvel did them. So the first announcement was as one of the things that we have rumored, and it's the Eternals. 
officially announced now, The Eternals, and what a star-studded cast this is. So, in this cast, we have Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have Richard Madden. Nice. We have Kumal Nanjiani. Yep. Which I think he's that guy's hilarious. Yep. Uh, and then we also have uh, Lauren Ridloff, who was in The Walking Dead as Connie, and she will be the first deaf super character in the Marvel Universe. The first deaf. So she's going to be speaking in sign language. Okay. The first superhero with a yeah. quote-unquote disability. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the actress herself, I believe, is... She's actually deaf, deaf. in real life. Okay. So I think, again, that's amazing there. Uh, and a couple of names that I'm... Oh, no. And also uh, Brian T-, uh, T. Henry, which I think is amazing. Have you, have you seen Atlanta? No, I haven't. No, watch that show because he's amazing in that. I love him in anything he does. Uh, and a couple of names I'm not too familiar with. Uh, Salma Hayek. Uh, I'm not too sure familiar with her work. Leah McHugh and Don Lee. Okay. Okay. I, haven't, I looked through their IMDb's and stuff. Uh, they do have some credits, but I haven't seen any of the stuff they've been in. So. Right. So who are the Eternals? Give us a... So the Eternals, they basically, they are celestials that visited Earth about five million years ago and performed genetic experimentation with humans. Mm. So they look like humans and stuff like that, but they're almost like uh, deities, gods, and they have all these different sort of powers and stuff like that. Uh, they also experimented with Kree and Skrulls and all sorts of things like that. So yeah, expect a huge cosmic adventure really this is straight from jack kirby's work so these eternals they are not humans trying to defend planet earth against outside invasion it's it's space opera space opera opera. and it has connections with the scrolls and all that yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's a lot of complex mythology in here Mm. Uh, i reckon we're gonna get um you know little bits of flavor stuff like lord of the rings and game of thrones where you learn about you know this history and mythology of them so i think we're gonna get deep into that and are they villains or what are they? Uh, they are neither nor. They are not heroes nor villains. They are just there. Okay. And so they do whatever they feel is right for them. All right. Okay. So the, the, they're going to give us the responsibility of determining what we... Exactly. So technically you could say there's a good side and a bad side because there are different celestials with opposing different views, you know, which uh, have quabbles with each other. Uh, but what the comics did, I mean, like, I read a little bit of the Eternals. I'm not really familiar with them at all, but mm-hmm. from the little bit I said, and I did some research on them, um, the comic, and I think that's what they're going to do, they're going to make you question what you think is right. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so because that happens sometimes in films. In some most films, the director or the make filmmakers will make the choice for you. They will tell you this is evil and this is good. Root for the good person and hate the evil person. They make it quite obvious. But there are some films that they don't do that. They let you make the decision. You know, I can say get like Game of Thrones in a, in a sense. They let you make the decision on who you see as evil and who you see as good. So is that the kind of yeah, thing they're I th- going for I here? think we're going to get a little bit of that flavor. Uh, I think we're going to get almost like Game of Thrones, but in space, mm-hmm. in a sort of sense. Maybe not as complex as Game of Thrones because you have a series to do that. This has obviously got to be done in two hours. But I think you'll get a taste of that. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of the filmmaker herself, it is a woman, and it is her name is Chloe Zhao. Uh, I looked, uh, again, looked up her IMDb. I haven't seen any of her work, uh, but have you seen The Rider? No, I have no, not. No, you haven't. So, she is uh, of Asian descent. She's from China. Mm. So, uh, again, what we were talking about earlier, diversity, we have a woman and an Asian director. This, this is incredible. That's I good. think that. So, uh, the cast, as we said, is completely, you know, 
thespian actress like Angelina Jolie. I mean, I can't believe Angelina Angelina Jolie is in a Marvel movie. Well, uh, do you know? It's crazy though. Like, think think about ten years ago. You wouldn't have thought this would have. Happened. It's true, but now it's like if you're not in any cinematic, if you're not in a cinematic universe, are you really an A-lister? Are you employed? Yeah. Are you an A-lister? Yeah. Do you really call yourself an A-lister if you're not in Disney? If Disney has, if you Disney hasn't paid you, yeah, if, yeah, Disney or Warner Brothers, or, or Warner Brothers, yeah. or you know, if you're not in any cinematic universe, are you really an A-lister? I think mm-hmm. that's the bar right now they've set for each other. But yeah, Angelina Jolie, perfect, one yeah. of the greatest. Exactly. She's like obviously she's been in some bad films, but she always kills it. Yes. It? So yeah, and it's Marvel. I don't think this is going to be a bad film. I think they've proven themselves now that they can, even if some films are not as good as others. Uh, they've set a bar that they, I think recently as well, they've set a bar that they keep on churning out good quality. Well, you can't, you, you can never take anything for no, granted. No, of course, you know, they could have a bad movie. Yeah. Of course, that could absolutely happen. Uh, but at the same time, they've sh- they've almost gained our trust. They have? Yeah. Do you, they know, have. Do you know, so yeah. you, you go into, you might, obviously you could come out disappointed, but going into the cinema, you're more positive. Yeah, yeah. For I the mean, Marvel films. Yeah, I'm just saying this because you know we've just we've just spoken about Game of Thrones and you know what it did, how it got us all hyped up for six years, and the last two years was what it was. So, so yeah, know, fingers crossed. So, so there it goes. It works so, out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So, uh, the next announcement they had was uh, where are my notes? Oh, here, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a cool name to start That's with. That's a great name. So, Andy, you're going to love this character. Again, this is a character that I'm not particularly film familiar with. I know I know of Shang-Chi, and I've read some stuff more like he's featured in other stuff rather than his own run. Uh, but this is going back to your you know, 70s-style kung fu movies. Yeah. It's going to have that flavor all over it. Uh, and we get the Mandarin. Oh. The, real, the real Mandarin. The real Mandarin is coming. And he's got the ten rings, and we're gonna get all of that kung fu flavor. I mean, this is amazing. I can't wait for this one. Yeah. So, so obviously, like to those who can't remember, the Mandarin is who was supposed to be the villain in Iron Man um, t- three. Was it three or two? Three. Iron Man three. But obviously, we got what we got. So this is the real Mandarin, the way he should have actually been represented. But no, I'm happy about this because, you know, as you've already mentioned, I love those old Kung Fu Chinese, Imperial Chinese movies and all of that. They're so good. What I'm hoping is they stay true. Well, I, I'm just hoping it resembles stylistically, not stylistically, but like the action resembles the original um, movies from the 70s. I don't want it to be all superheroish with you know that they have the harness tied to them you know when they're doing the flying mm-hmm. you, you know sometimes you can watch some movies and you you can see that yep they definitely have a harness holding them but even though you can't see it on set so i'm just hoping it's gonna feel as real as those movies in the 70s felt doing those hand-to-hand combat yeah i think this is gonna be a very grounded movie itself like yeah you will get some of the the mystical element coming from the mandarin uh but overall, I think this movie is going to be very grounded, like very much like Daredevil, in a way that it's you following just this character through his story rather than this big event that's going on. Mm. So yeah, I, I think that's that's what we've said about the Marvel universe going forward. They're going to go uh, really cosmic in one side and really grounded on Earth. Mm. So one question that 
came to my mind when I saw all the title logos. Are they are these all these movies connected together like the first set were? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. This is the the next phase. This is what happens next. So there is the post credit scenes. Yeah, there's the whole connection. Yeah, you will have all that. all that. I'm pretty sure you will have all of that. And so I'm sure they they've not announced who the villain is of this phase. Uh, no, 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 nothing yet. I'm sure we'll get teasers as we go along, but who, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what could happen? Uh, but the director of Shanley, his name is Destin Daniel Cretton. And again, he is of Hawaiian descent. Okay, so there's that Asian... Yeah, there's that Polynesian sort yep. of element in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and like the cast as well. So they didn't have a full cast, but they cast Simu Liu, who again, I haven't heard of this guy, but he is the leading role of Shang-Chi. Uh, what I do like about Marvel is when they take risks by getting unknown actors because they see potential in them. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what this guy brings. Yeah. I mean, at the time when Robert Downey Jr. took on Iron Man, he wasn't who he, wa he is today. No, He was course, known. Yeah. I mean, he was a star. He, yeah, but he, he also had a lot of problems, as we yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he wasn't um, an A-lister at the time, and look what it made him. So this guy we're talking about today... Ten years down the line, he could be one. He could be like one of the biggest stars in the world. That's what Disney does, you know. Mm. So fingers crossed for that. Yeah, and playing the Mandarin is Tony Chui Wow Lung. Uh, again, haven't seen any of his work, but again, the, they're getting actors from China to play these roles, which is important because it is so essential to the characters themselves. Yeah, like you know, Long may continue. I, you know, I want these movies to do well, like Mulan, these ones that are cast properly. I want them to do well, so everybody... Anyway, they announced Loki, the TV series, and of course, the return of Tom Hiddleston. Uh, so, that of course, this was being rumored for ages, but now we get a proper confirmation that Tom Hiddleston is coming back, and they did confirm what we've been speculating forever since we saw Endgame that the Loki in this series will be the Loki we saw in Endgame in that 2012 alternative timeline. Okay. Where he got the Space Stone and escaped. Okay. So, so this is Loki with a Space Stone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, from what we've heard, he's going to be going you know, through space and time and manipulating the world and stuff like that because he's the god of mischief. Mm. So yeah. I mean, give me anything with Tom Hiddleston and, and this is going to be a series. So so this is going to be a one, of, obviously it's a series. Any, um, what number of episodes? Any announcement uh, like They that? didn't release a number of episodes or anything like that. Okay. Uh, I reckon they will probably keep it somewhere between six to eight. Right. I think from what the rumors I've heard of the Disney Plus shows we're getting, it's around six to eight episodes. What year is this coming out? Uh, we will get to that right at the end okay. with, with all the, the announcements today. So yeah. Uh, I'm super looking forward to that. Are you looking forward to Loki? I am. I am looking forward to, obviously, like I said, anything with Hiddleston in it is fine, and Marvel is fine, and anything that ties to that original um, universe that everybody loved would be nice. Um, the reason I asked that question was I'm just hoping that we will not get a Marvel fatigue. I just hope the pacing of these movies are well-paced and they are spread across. You know, and it's not just like every three months we get a Marvel movie, because if you do that, after a year, we, we fatigue. But remember, it's not just Marvel movies, it's also the series. So it's yeah. very different in that sense. So, which makes it even more, too much content. I think one of the reasons why 
I think, you know, there's no, I don't have any scientific backing to this, but I think one of the reasons why Star Wars has done so well is the fact that between the originals and the um, prequels, there was so much time. So it gave people time to miss it. So when it came back, there was this rush. No, I totally agree with you. But Star Wars, that, that belongs there. That belongs as an event. Marvel's very different. Marvel is a serial. It's a serial form of storytelling, like the comics. Every week, new, ep- new issues coming out. They're, yeah. they're different, you know, I reckon. And for me, uh, there will never be too much Marvel content. I mean, that's for you. I'm just thinking because, you know, it's not... It's not on, it's, their business doesn't depend on people like us because they know they have our money. Like, we will always go and watch their movies. Their movies depend on people that are not like us, just average people and all of that. Mm-hmm. So if you... Yeah, but did you see how much money Endgame made? Yeah, but Endgame is the end of... There's it, no superhero fatigue when it, that much money has been earned. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the thing is, Endgame is the final chapter of a series that has lasted about 11 years long. It's an 11-year series, and there's been one every year and things like that. And it was sort of the first time it was being done. So to everybody, it was kind of new and all of that. But now it's not new anymore. And if you have all these movies and all these characters and all these things happening so much, I'm kind of like, it's possible that people will start getting a bit skeptical and people won't watch everything. I think uh, if it's good quality, people if, if it's good, mm. people won't get tired. People don't get tired of good content. People don't get tired of good content. No, they don't get tired of good content. But... They do get tired of content. That's the thing. Yeah, but not if it's good. Yeah, so... That's what I'm saying. Mm. Anyway, we need to carry on, ND. Because uh, right. there's a lot to go through. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I've been ex- super excited for this one because uh, I love the first Doctor Strange movie. Uh, so the sequel is officially happening called Multiverse of Madness. So already from the get-go, the title itself, I'm so excited because once you bring the multiverse into this, the, the amount of possibilities are unlimited, basically. Mm-hmm. You could do whatever you want with the multiverse. Uh, we got a little taster of it in Far From Home, but I think we're going to go absolutely crazy in this one. Yep. Uh, Scott Derrickson is returning from the first one to direct, and they announced on stage this will be Marvel's, or and the MCU's, first horror movie so this doctor strange movie is going to be horror they said it's going to be a f- their first official horror movie wow and is it r-rated no it'll be pg-13 P- uh, how do you do horror in pg-13 that have you not again you got to read some comics man there's plenty of pg-13 horror stuff mm. oh, co- comics is kind of com- comics you can get away with stuff well you can't on screen yeah but i still think you can get plenty of scary uh, looking things and and elements of horror without it being rated R. Mm. Uh, you have to remember a lot of the rated R stuff is based on gore and swear words. Mm. So well, we'll see. I mean, one thing I've always said that the hardest thing to do on on screen is time travel and multiverse. This this concept of time travel because they will always mix it up with time. Mm-hmm. And it wants yeah, of course. Well, it's Doctor Strange. He's got yeah. the time stone. Yeah. So it's a very hard concept to to. Uh, to do on screen and um it's one of those things where once somebody misses one word maybe in an explanation maybe they're trying to explain the laws governing that universe and in that sentence you miss one word the whole film can fall apart and suddenly nothing makes sense anymore it's a very delicate thing 
and not very many films. They did it very, very well, in my opinion, on Spider-Man. When the way they explained that the, um, the snap Thanos snap that was exquisite. That I think that's one of the best explanations I've had. But it's a very hard concept to do. So I'm really keen to see if they can knock it out. So far, when they attempted to do it, they did it well. So I'm exactly, hoping, yeah. like the, I think they they touched on it very briefly in the Doctor Strange movie, and I thought they did it very well there. And the use of special effects as well is why one of the Doctor Strange is one of the comics I uh, read growing up because I was just so attracted to the multiverse and all this crazy, wacky stuff. Mm. Uh, and the surprise for me is that uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in the movie playing Scarlet Witch, mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting, I mm. thought. So I think this is where probably... Because up until this point, she still hasn't... She's still not called Scarlet Witch. She's Wanda Maximoff. Mm -hmm. That's, she hasn't got like a superhero name you could say mm -hmm. i think she'll probably get the name in this one and become like a witch and you know she's working with doctor strange and stuff and i think it will lead into which they did say their next announcement which was wonder vision mm. so the tv series with wonder maximoff and vision so i was always thinking well how are they going to do this because vision's dead we saw in infinity war mm -hmm. thanos killed him but multiverse the multiverse mm. there it is the multiverse uh, and it wasn't exactly announced, but it was hinted at that this series is going to adapt um, the latest Vision storyline by Tom King, which is, again, one of the best things I've read in comics in the last 10 years. It's so, so good. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to see that. Uh, and again, it's going to be a series on Disney+. And I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for that one. It's not, I mean, and obviously, Doctor Strange is played by Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. You know... When they announced in the last phase, when they announced Doctor Strange, I always thought there would be a Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch thing because they are they both of have magic, yeah. of magic, you know. But throughout, they, those two never, I doubt they even had a scene, mm -hmm. they shared a scene together. So it's going to be interesting to see. This is stuff, I mean, this would be good. This, I think yes. it will be, that film will be very bright, very colorful. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the CGI in the, yeah. in the Doctor Strange movie and in the WandaVision. Very colorful. Um, in addition to uh, the WandaVision, they announced a new member of the cast, and that is uh, Tiona Paris. So she was in uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. She was really, really good in that. Uh, and guess who she's playing? Monica Rambeau. Okay. So the little girl we saw in Captain Marvel, her oh. grown up. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's cool. So, so eventually she's... she could become Photon. Yeah, okay. That's, that's or, cool. Or she could become Captain Marvel eventually. That's cool. That's really nice. I like when a universe is actually a universe and things are connected. That's, that's good. That's nice to know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, so yeah, that's obviously going to be a series. And then we go into another series, and that is Hawkeye. Uh, again, we're going to have Jeremy Renner coming back as the character, and the story's going to look at him mentoring Kate Bishop, who will eventually adopt the mantle of Hawkeye, probably. Uh, again, diversity, getting a female leader, taking over the role, and they also said that they're going to be looking uh, back at his time as Ronan, uh, when he obviously lost his family after the events of Infinity War in that time between Infinity War and Endgame which I think there's plenty to be explored there. So in the comics, the current Hawkeye, is it, a male, is it male or female? Uh, well, in the current line of Avengers, it's male, but you also have Kate Bishop around as well. What's her name? She's in the Young Avengers. Okay, and so she's, known, as well. she's known as Hawkeye. Okay, so this is them training. Okay, that makes sense. I've never been a 
you know, he's been in those films, but I feel his him as his character, they didn't really spend much time on Hawkeye's character in the first in the final in the last phase. Not not as much as they did the others. No, yeah. he was sort of at the the least end. Yeah. yeah. So when they tried to do that in Endgame, to me. Not to a lot of people, but to me, it felt a bit flat because mm-hmm. it was like too little, too late. Mm-hmm. So it's cool if they give him time. Let's kn- and this is a series or a movie series. So this is a series. So it's good. It's giving him time. Let's know him. So uh, these things make more impact. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For me, what excites me about this series is the fact that we're going to explore that time when he's Ronin, because you know, there's five years of him going around killing people. You know, mm. actually, like he's. And I think that's what's. I think that's going to lead into him uh, teaching Kate Bishop. He's gonna. I think there's going to be an element of like, I've done bad things. Uh, mm. I can't be Hawkeye anymore. You know. Uh, so that's why I'm going to give you the, the the mantle. I think we're going to get a bit of that because he's going to sort of regret the bad things he did during that time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, from Hawkeye to Black Widow. So this is officially finally happening again. This is one we've speculated forever, but it's officially happening. Scarlett Johansson, of course, coming back as Natasha Romanoff. This is going to be a prequel because she did. Uh, David Harbour, Florence Pugh, and O.T. Fang Bele, and Rachel Wise all confirmed for the cast, and the villain will be Taskmaster. Okay. Is this um, a movie? Yes. This is a film. A film. Okay. Um, Scarlet Witch. Nice. Nice. Scarlett Johansson. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mixed it. Too many Scarlett. Scarlet, yes. Scarlett Johansson. Nice. You know, we've always... It's, I think people, there was a lot of fun. She was a great character. Yeah. A lot of fans asked for this movie. What mm-hmm. they did, you know. I've always wanted... I've always felt like when I watched... Um, what was that film? Um, Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I saw Atomic Blonde... I was always like, this is what a Romanov movie should be like. Giving her that, you know, freedom, messing people up and all of that. But I agree with you 100%. But uh, I doubt it. Because yeah. they, they actually showed the first trailer for this movie at the panel. Of, they, of the Scarlet Witch of, trailer? Of, Bla- of Black Widow, yeah. Sorry, of Black Widow. It yeah. has a trailer? Yeah, they've already got a trailer. Oh, yeah. I never saw it. Yeah, well, no, because they wasn't released. Okay. It was only released to the people at the panel. Okay. Uh, so from the reports from the people who saw it, they said it looks amazing. They said, think Jason Bourne meets the Winter Soldier movie. Okay. Spy, espionage, political thriller Mm. style. Uh, And they said the action looks insane. Insane. As expected, Uh, right? As expected. And, of course, uh, we have, where is she? Kate Shortland is the director. So another female director coming on board Mm. and doing this movie. Okay. Uh, which I think is perfect. It fits the role because it's from, if the lead character is a woman, I think that it's better told story if it's coming from a woman's perspective. Mm. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Okay. And then one of the, ne- man, the, they just keep on crushing it. The next one is Taika Watiti and Thor. So four, and it's called Love and Thunder. So just a few days before Comic-Con, the news broke. Like, and it was like, uh, so at Marvel, I think there's a definitely a leak in Marvel at the minute. So I think they need to find out what's going on there because I'm pretty sure they didn't intend for that leak to come out because they were probably waiting for the big announcement here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the report came out that Taika Waititi is coming back to do at the time for Thor 4. And we were all speculating. Ooh, and then they have finally announced it. It's called Love and Thunder. Uh, Taika Waititi came out with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. 
So obviously they're going to be coming back and they're reprising their roles as Thor and Valkyrie. But the biggest shock was when he brought out Natalie Portman. Padme. Padme. <laughs> so yes, Natalie Portman. What a huge shock because uh, for years she's been saying, no, I'm done with the MCU, you know. Um, and she's coming back as what? She's coming back as the character Jane Foster, who she was in the first two Thor movies. Okay. Uh, and the biggest surprise of all is Taika leaned down on one knee and he gave her the Mjolnir, the hammer of Thor. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she grabbed it, everyone lost their minds because it's an incredible story by Jason Aaron uh, following Lady Thor. Uh, so I am so, so, so excited for this one. So she's going to become a, go a god. She's going to become Thor. She's going to be worthy of the power of Thor. Okay, that's, which is God, the God of Thunder, yeah. right? That's some deep, that's some high-level upgrade. Yeah. But we'll see. But um, I'm, no, Natalie Portman, like I said, it's, it's like the trendy thing now in A-listers. If you're not a Marvel... If DC isn't paying you, you're not on Netflix. If all you're doing is acting movies, you're not an A-lister. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy Natalie Portman, because I've always respected her as an actress. A no, lot totally. of people I don't think, rate her. I think she's a great actress, uh, but I will admit, I um, when, the first, when the news first broke, at first I was a bit skeptical, not because it's a woman or anything like that, but because it's Natalie Portman herself. Uh, I love her as an actress. I just think in every, in every franchise she's been in, I haven't liked her. So I didn't like her in Star Wars. Uh, and I didn't like her in the Thor movies. Mm. I thought she phoned it in, really, with those movies. Uh, but I can't place all the blame on her because because we got Taika Waititi on board. It's a different director, a different screenwriter. I think Taika, Taika is a better director than the last two uh, Thor movies, which was Kenneth Branagh and... Um, see, I can't even remember the name of the second one. Um, so I think with him on board, I think he will really get the best out of Portman to do this role. So I'm I must wait and see, but I'm still excited to see that they're doing this storyline and um, that logo, man. Like it's yeah, it's, it's it's very eighties, very synth, very eighties, very yeah. what's that? Um, Retro synth. Uh, no, there was this. Uh, of the universe, Guardians of the Universe, Masters, Masters of the Universe, Masters of the Universe, of the yes. universe yeah, type of font, yes. Uh, um, you know, the whole, um, oh, what's Skeletor and... What's the thing, uh, Flash Gordon? Yes. Very Flash Gordon yes. style. Uh, yeah. And the, what, what I think this is, it's not going to so much be Thor 4, I think it's going to be Ragnarok 2, if you know okay. what I mean, because yeah. it's the, the same sort of tone that the Ragnarok had, which, have, which was very different to the first two Thor movies. Mm. So yes, that is a movie. Just to get that clear. And what else have we got? And then Marvel's What If. So this is going to be an animated series. So this is the MCU's first animated project. And it's going to be What If. So imagine famous stories within the MCU, but from a different perspective. Imagine, and the first episode will be What If Peggy Carter Was Captain America? So that sort of idea, that sort of premise, and it's all going to be animated, and it's going to be uh, voiced over by Jeffrey Wright, who will be playing the Watcher. So he sort of watches Watching over everything, yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's um, Stan Lee's. That was what Stan Lee was supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God bless him. So yeah, this is cool. I've always thought about it. What would happen if Thanos won? If this had happened? Yeah, this is that would be cool. Be nice. It's good. This animated, so we're sure it's going to be mm -hmm. out. Exactly. So, uh, and the best thing about that it's being animated is that 
they're actually getting the original cast again to come so and voice their voice characters. Okay. So they've got a whole list of the... This is all the cast so far. Michael B. Jordan, Sebastian Stan, Josh Brolin, Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, Hayley Atwell, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd, Karen Gillan, pretty much all of them. Okay. They're so all coming come back. That's and they're going to really be voicing their characters in this animated show. Wow. Disney Plus is just... I mean... Those guys are going to make so much money over the next so, couple of years. So much money, so much money. So, yeah, uh, that is it. That it was their whole presentation for Phase 4. Okay, Phase 4. Uh, so now we'll get into the release date. So they released the whole panel, and I'm showing you. You guys, I'm sure you have seen it online, but here it is. So Black Widow will be the first thing to come out in Phase 4, and that is May 1st, 2020. Next year, Andy. Less, in, than, less than a year from less now. Less than a year from now. Mm -hmm. uh, no dates, but the fall, so autumn in the UK, of 2020, we'll be getting the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then in November 6th, The Eternals. Of 2020. 2020. Okay. Okay, so at that next year, we will have two movies and one series. Okay. And then it's going to go crazy. 2021. February 12th, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. Okay. Then May 7th, 2021, uh -huh. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. Spring 2021, WandaVision. Okay. Spring 2021, Loki. Oh. Summer 2021, What If? And then Fall 2021, Hawkeye series. And then November 5th, 2021, Thor Love and Thunder. Wow, it's a packed year. This that, is, is that is a packed year. So uh, 2021, we have three movies and three TV shows. Mm. How? What, what months are the movies again? Uh, there's no months. They just got the seasons. Oh, the seasons, right. So there's almost one every season. Or oh, there were two in spring, wasn't there? Yeah, there. so there's two going to be in spring. Uh, one in the summer and one in the fall. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, good thing is they're not all movies. If it's three movies in a year, that's manageable, you know. But like I was saying, those things about fatigue, if you give people too much, I would have, pr I don't know, they've, they probably have good reasons for this. I would have probably done two movies in 2021 and just taken one to 2022. But they, they obviously have their budgets and they yeah, know what Yeah, I mean, they, from, for doing. the last... For the last three years, they've been doing three movies a year. Yeah. So, so they, I think they've nailed down. But if it, exactly. So they got three. They got two movies in twenty twenty. So. Yeah, because you have to also think about it, right? In, when these movies are coming out, DC is gonna be coming out with their own movies around this time. Oh yeah. You know, and a lot of stuff is gonna be happening around this time. We don't know what the, the the Game of Thrones thing might be out by then, and taking people's There'd be time. a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah, you know, so we never know. But Mandalorian. Mandalorian, season two, so you never know. But I just pray that people just don't get fatigued with it because it's very, very possible that people... Oh, yeah, fatigued. 100% it yeah. could be possible. And like I said, if the quality is not there, people will get bored and they'll be out. This just like I said. But I think if they keep up the good quality, people will stick with them, mm. especially like the diehard fans. Yeah. Okay, so that is the full Phase 4. They brought out the entire cast of everyone involved in everything, as you can see in the photo there. And then Kevin Feige said, but there's one more thing. Mm. There's one more thing. And they brought out Mershah Shala Ali. Oh. 
two-time Academy Award winning actor. And then he was like, yeah, so uh, Ali, Mashallah, what, 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 why don't you, because they all put their hats on at that point on mm -hmm. the stage uh, of, of the, all the movies that they're going to be in. Mm. And he's like, why don't you put your hat on? And then as he put this hat on, the lights went dark. And then on the screen, Blade. Oh, nice. Blade. Blade. Wesley Snipes, he's reprising where he's, he's taking the over the role. Taking over the role of Wesley Snipes, right? And, That's nice. And as soon as like this, for me, this was the biggest surprise. I did not see no this coming. No one saw that coming. No yeah. one saw this coming. Yeah. And you get Mahershala Ali to play the role. Yeah. That makes total sense. It makes sense. sense. It makes sense. He's he a looks the part. He looks the part. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he, Kevin Feige said after the panel, he talked a bit, a little bit more, but more about that because pretty much after that, that was it at the end of the panel. Everyone was like, <gasps> it left everybody like, what? <laughs> uh, but he talked in interviews after and he said, uh, Blade will be part of phase five. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's not, that is, the complete phase four is what we see. He said um, that we do have a phase five. We just chose not to announce it yet. Okay. Okay, wow. so Blade's going to be part of that. Uh, he also talked about uh, the process of getting Mahershala Ali involved. It was Mahershala that actually phoned Marvel. And was like, I want a meeting with you guys. Wow, okay. Uh, and then Kevin Feige said, you know, when he calls you, you ring him back. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was telling the story about how they, you know, went out for lunch. You know, you know how, how these things go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Mahershala was like, all right, let's get down to business. Blade. And then he Kevin, Fe yeah, he asked for it. And Kevin Feige, he just said, yes. Okay, even though he didn't have Blade in mind, nothing, he just brought no, it No, they had it in mind. Okay, so Marshall Lee had heard that there was Blade. Well, no, no, he hadn't heard. He went to them and said, I want to play Blade, and they already had, they already they, they would have known that they this project was happening, and then as soon, of course, if he approaches you and they, they say Blade, you go, yes. Wow. So that's how that all happened. Again, we know nothing else apart from that, but he is our new Daywalker. Nice. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be a film. Yeah. That Blade, will be a movie. Blade was really good. The first two. The Blade first one was yeah. The was first really two, good. I like. Yeah, it. it's so good. It was so really good. I never knew Blade was part of the Marvel universe. Yeah, I never knew that. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was one of those movies that was like we're not a comic book movie, but we really are. Like that I, is, I it was never a, like watching the movies. It never hit you me. You just like thought a comic they were a vampire movie. Yeah, it never hit me like a comic book movie. Never. Yeah, but, but if you go watch the movies again, it opens with the the Marvel it does? comic book flickering. Yeah, really. Oh my goodness! I never. It never hit. Does no. It doesn't. For a lot of people, they don't realize. Wait, that's a Marvel movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, and so it was one of the. It was the first. It was the first because this was ninety eight. Way, way before Dark Knight. Before yeah, any yeah, of yeah. that. Way long time ago. Never occurred to me it was a superhero movie like you said because it was bef just before the because at that time vampire and werewolves and teen movies they were all coming popular and all that and um blade was one of the films that really yes it elevated that genre yeah 100 percent. so uh and as well as all that kevin feige he did say on stage and yes we are working on captain marvel 2 black panther 2 guardians 3 and then he people went crazy after this next one Fantastic Four, <laughs> and and this is interesting. He didn't say X Men, but he said and mutants. Okay, interesting. So and he said, but that's all coming soon. Interesting. I hope they can crack the Fantastic Four. Oh code. yeah, that's the one for me. That's, that's uh, they have to crack that code. Everybody that has, it's as if that brand that brand is cursed. Everybody that has tried has failed. 
That's why I have ultimate faith in Marvel and Kevin Feige to get the Fantastic Four right. And if I if I play, if I'm playing with house money, like if I had all the money in the world, uh, I would make Doom the villain for the next three phases. He c- he can be the next big villain. It's not strong enough. He is strong enough. He 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 is the best Marvel villain in all comic books. He is the best villain. So I mean, I don't see him on the level of Thanos. No, but the thing is, I don't want them to do another. Tha- I don't want them to do Galactus, for example, because it's you've just done Thanos. Mm. I think you need to change things up a bit, and I think you keep it a bit more grounded in the Earth scale. With Doom. Yeah. The thing is, Doom, you have to remember, he's incredibly powerful. He yeah. mixes science with magic. Yeah. And I reckon, if, if it was up to me, I would have Doom playing around with the quantum realm, you know, and the multiverse and stuff like that. And he accidentally does something and brings back the Fantastic Four, which they've been trapped in there since the 60s. And that's how you introduce the Fantastic Four. That's a good one. That's a good thought. You know, I just, am I, I just feel like Thanos was, could match Thor. He could match any one of those guys. I just feel like Doom. Doom doesn't match some of that. He's no match for Thor. You, you know? need to read some more Doom then. Well, maybe he's, I he's, do. He's to- he can go toe to toe with Thor. Maybe I do, but like the Doom, I know, like he's not really. I don't see him as. He wasn't like a universe kind of threat. It was more a threat to a city and then the whole world. Yeah, maybe I need to refresh. I you never, need to read some yeah, Doom, Yeah, I man. probably need to. I need to. Because I have a completely, totally different... You need to read Doom. ...idea of him. But yeah, yeah so as you can see, that's taken up the majority of uh, the movie side of things uh, for Marvel. So there we go. Are you excited for Phase 4? Well, to be honest, I am happy. A few things excite me. I'm happy about it. Excited is you can't wait. I'm I'm happy because... I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm just happy. I'm not yet excited. Okay. Till I see a trailer. I'm very excited just for the prospects of these projects that they're actually coming to life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, with the amount of money they made, I'm sure they would come to life. But I think I will be excited once I start to see Mm -hmm. trailers. Mm -hmm. That would really pick up my. What I also really like is that they're really making a statement that the series is going to be just as important as the films. Well, they have to. In fact, if not more important, because they need Disney Plus to succeed. Yeah. Okay, so let's crack on to the other big announcements of Comic-Con in terms of movies. And that the trailer on the first day of Comic-Con was released for IT Chapter 2. Now, Andy's a bit... uh, He doesn't quite get this. Yeah. He's he's not into this at all. I really like the trailer. I really liked the first IT movie. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, It takes me back to that sort of... 80s style horror uh, you know it's got the bit of that Stranger Things element in there which I loved um, and there, there, there's definitely a lot to love about the movie and I, this trailer just is really really good trailer as it just builds and builds and builds I think the tension and the cutting of it was done really well the mm. music as well is fantastic it's an epic it feels like an epic horror movie so yeah I'm really looking forward to this uh, Andy I know you're not so much looking forward to this one yeah I mean the kind of horror m- tropes I grew up on is different from what this is. So it just doesn't strike the same chord as it does with you. And it's just it's just different. I guess people have just different types of horror that hits them. I'm not more... My type of horror, I don't get scared by monsters, you know, and all that. I get scared more with diabolical things. So that's why Hereditary really scared me. 
because it's more it's not a monster it's a being it's more you know those are the kind of things but once it's a monster or blood it just doesn't hit me so maybe that's why it's just not the kind of horror i was when i got into the horror genre it wasn't the kind of horror i was i i, I was watching so it just doesn't strike fair me. enough yeah yeah, yeah fair i mean for me horror all started with monsters for me hmm. uh dracula wolfman you know uh, those frankenstein uh, I watched the original It series when that came out. Yeah, that terrified me. It was all monsters for yeah. me. Yeah, mine was more. I think mine was more that. Which more then led into serial killers and things o- like that. Omen. Did you ever watch Omen? The Omen. Yeah. 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 Like Omen. You see, those ones are not. It's not the monster, Exorcist. Like the Exorcist. You know, when you're talking with dark, mm-hmm. demonic forces, those are the ones that. Yeah, really it's, it's get obviously me. there's so many different types of horror that mm. you can get into. Uh, I mean, so are you going to still see this movie though? Uh, peer pressure. With good pressure, yes, but it's not. I have ten other things to I'll do. Get that I'll, yeah. I'll get you down. I'll get you down. But it's not one of those things. I will go on my own. No, you know. Okay, I'll get you down there. We'll go watch it together. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think you'll definitely be watching, mm. and that is the reboot of Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> now, uh, I heard about they were rebooting this. I love the original. I think it's a, it's a classic. It's like a cult classic. Do you it know is. what I mean? It is. Uh, Kevin Smith is great. Everything. He's just so enthusiastic about everything he does. And this trailer just. This is awesome. This I, I mean, I literally was clapping after I saw the trailer. It, it, it was just. It's, it's funny. It's funny. It's so good. It's so good. It's the original cast. It's funny. There will be a lot of throwbacks and Easter eggs. And I love it when they do that. When there's an, you know, when there's an old story continues and you see some of those old people and you see them now old. Matt Damon was there. Yeah. Ben Affleck was there. It just brings everything. And it's funny. I liked it. I, I was really excited. I'm so going to watch this movie. It's, what's it called? Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, they called. It th- they, called they actually that. called it yeah. that. <laughs> they actually called it. Yes, that. they actually called it that. What I love about this movie is that it's also um, satiring what the the comic book uh, movie industry is like these days, yeah. uh, and the movie industry. I like. I love how they're keeping up to date with modern times and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm I'm very difficult to please with comedy. Like um, it takes a lot for me to laugh. But this the trailer alone just had me in stitches. And again, I love Kevin Smith, so I will be there 100. Yeah. Satire is such a great type of comedy. I love satire comedy. That's why um, he's dead now. Uh, what's his name? Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. No, not, not Liam Neeson. The guy who was um, Robin Williams. No, he had white hair. I can't remember his name. Lee Nee. Okay, well, we'll see. I'll remember his name before the show ends, but I love satire. It's my favorite type of um, comedy. So once I saw this, I was in stitches. Can't wait to see it. It's going to be really good. This yeah, it is reminds me of the original 80s satire movies. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest movies, I think probably the funniest movie I've ever seen is Airplane. Yes. D- that guy, what's his uh, name? Oh, yeah. Um, Damn, this is bad. That's the guy. That's <laughs> the guy. I was mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, that's arguably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And this looks like a homage to like those yes. type of movies. Yes. So, and those are the comedy movies I really like. Uh, there's plenty of satire movies. Actually, most satire movies are actually awful. Mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, like you know, uh, the scary movies and and all those type of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Airplane was the first, and I think to this day is still the best. You know, a Spaceballs was also. He's great. done a lot. He that yeah. was his type. Yeah, that he was did his a thing. lot of those. And type. I think, like I said, this is an homage to that sort of thing. So one hundred percent, we'll we'll see that one. Oh, definitely we're, going to see this in the cinema. Cool. Uh, and then we have 
Terminator Dark Fates. Now, they didn't release a trailer, but they released a little featurette, uh, basically all talking about how intense the action is in this film. Oh, and wow. after watching that, I was pumped with adrenaline. Oh, man. Yeah. I am... <sighs> I was skeptical about this movie, mm. like from the because of the history of the Terminator movies. You know, first one's uh, great, second one is amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah one of the best sci-fi movies ever, ever made. Agreed. And then the rest are pretty awful. Yes, agreed. You know, and each time they try to reboot the franchise, it fails. It fails, and I I was a bit like, I'm gonna wait, but this featurette, almost all of that went away. I'm excited now. I'm excited. I am pumped up. This movie is going to be good. No, I am excited as well because it has the original people. Like I said to you immediately, we saw it. This is Terminator 3. Mm -hmm. This know, is, yeah. This just follows where the second Terminator stopped. Let's just forget of all those other ones. Let's just pretend it didn't happen and let's just continue the story because it's got Cameron back. It's got Miller. It's got, you know, the original Sarah Connor. The Schwarzenegger. original Schwarzenegger. And she's badass in that. In this, she she looks angry, and she looks like she's gonna like that. There's a short clip where she's like, "I kill Terminators." Yeah, like, yeah. And you know, the action is very Cameron action. Very Cameron, very Miller yeah. as well. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I saw a lot of like the, the similar action that we saw in Deadpool. Yes, you see that scene. There's this clip where he shot the T. I don't know if it's now. Is it now? What was the model? A T800. It's now a T8. Well, that's the that's the Schwarzenegger model T800. Yeah, but the villain now is oh, a T. We'll, we'll whatever. Find out, yeah. yeah, maybe let's call him the T3000. There yeah. was this close range shot of the oh, T3. Yeah, that's very Miller. That's very Cameron. That kind of action. You know, it's original action. You. What would it looks for it being a crazy sci-fi movie. It also, as well, uh, like I was saying. It, before about other projects, it looks quite grounded as well. It looks gritty and, and dark and like it doesn't seem as outlandish, if you know what I mean, but it still looks crazy. Yeah, like, all, all Cameron's films are very grounded, even if it's science fact, even Avatar, right? The, the, the concept of the whole, it's all grounded. It's all, his stories are yeah, very grounded. Over and, an epic backdrop. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, because even the story of Terminator, it, it's, it's, it's what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Planet uh, machines are actually taking over, and this guy saw it years ago. Um, Cameron, he wrote when he wrote um the original Terminator, so years ago. So he he's one director that has a lot of foresight, and he's you know. So for him to come back to oversee this project, I'm just happy. And I mean, if if I had to pick five directors to do a Terminator movie, Miller would have been one of them. So yeah. this is going to be a very good film. Yeah, and like we said, from the footage I've seen, it looks. Fun. Yeah. It looks like I'm going to go in there and come out going, <gasps> like, yeah. you know, the adrenaline. Mm -hmm. It will be a Terminator movie. It will be a Terminator movie, yeah. which is what I've been lacking for years. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've never really, obviously from the originals, but it's a different experience to seeing it in the cinema, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Everyone I've seen in the cinema has been like... <laughs> yeah. Well, before the, that movie comes out, I want, I'm going to watch... Oh one, yeah, one hundred percent. And two. one on two, then go and watch yeah, three. One hundred percent. We'll do a Terminator marathon. Yep, I opt for that. Cool. Uh, and finally, I don't know why they're doing this, but hey, The Walking Dead movie. It's happening, folks, and it's going to feature Rick Grimes. I'm a fan of Walking Dead. I'm a big, huge fan of Walking Dead, but I feel it's run out of steam. 100%. It's just the comic book's finished now. Yeah, the comic book, good. They announced it's over. Yeah, oh, yeah, they announced it's over, and they, he announced it as well. It wasn't like... Uh, in so many issues, we're going to cancel it. It was just this issue came out, and he was like, by the way, that's the end. 
I mean, and everybody was like, uh, "Yeah, everybody has a surprise." But it's well, it overdid its welcome. Mm-hmm. One hundred. I, I got bored of it a few seasons bored back. Bored of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying to you on another show, the only reason why I watch it now is because of that psychological effect. Because I'm already emotionally invested, I always watch it. But it's it's boring. It's now rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah. I totally like when it got to about the. I lost interest in about the the fifth and sixth season were just so boring for me. Mm. Uh, season seven perked up a bit, like in the first few episodes, but then it went again into that just slow and nothing's happening. Very slow. At that point, yeah. I was like, that's it. I'm out because I don't want to waste my time Yeah. because I'm bored. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I could be entertained somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's what, for me, I call it quits. Uh, I can, und- I un- from a business point of view, yes, I can see why they're doing a film. Of course, you have to milk the cow. Milk the cow as much as you can. I get it. But does anyone want this? Has anyone really asked for it, though? I, I, I don't know, because I like I said, I lost interest in Walking Dead. I don't know if people the, are so still... The thing is, people loved Rick Grimes. People loved it. Yeah, he didn't leave the show because he died. He didn't leave because this was how the story was supposed to go. He left because he wanted to spend time with his family. Which is fair. I mean, he's given nine, nine years, ten years, nine years of yeah, his life. Yeah, so I think he's earned that. He has. So, um, so there is still. So people still want to see him. People are not upset or anything. They still want to see him. So he's still gonna pull in the crowds, and that's what every film wants. So I think I can see, like you, I can see the business logic to it. Story-wise, I don't see. He, the, the, I don't think there's anything new they're gonna add by reason of that no. film. But I think it's just more closure for Rick Grimes and just making yeah, some it's money. Pro- because I'm not invested in the series lately, I'm mm. gonna give this one a miss. What about you? Are you gonna I'll check probably this watch it out because I'm a f- I'm a fan of Walking Dead. I'm one of those few people because I know a lot that of still pe- watch it. that still watch it. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people like you that have given up on it. You know, I'm one of the very few, so I will probably watch thing it. Is, I'm disappointed though because I really liked the show at the beginning. It was so, at the beginning, the first like three seasons was so good. Mm-hmm. Especially season two for me is the best. Yeah, season two was awesome. Yeah, like, I think, I think the entire Walking Dead story is three seasons. If you were to tell the actual story, it would probably be three seasons long. I just, but if I almost think they run out of ideas. Yeah, I just think how long can you keep a zombie? Ap- I mean, obviously, technically, yeah, there's a zombie apocalypse forever, technically. But it's boring. Yeah. Like after a while, nothing new happens. All yeah. you do is you move to another place and there's another bad guy. Exactly. You like, defeat him, then something then happens. Then you move to another you place. So it's not there's really no progression repeat. in the story. Exactly. It's the same thing. So Exactly. Yeah. So you, because there you don't see where they are going, Daenerys had the Iron Throne. You don't see where they are going. Exactly. There's a, there's a goal. There's a goal. So because there's no goal, it's like the bottomless pit, you know? So, But I'll still see it. Cool, yeah. Uh, and that is it. That is it. So a completely packed show regards to the movies, all announcements at Comic-Con. Uh, mainly Marvel, but hey, they pretty much dominate. Mainly the Disney. Di- well, yeah, Disney, yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, but they pretty much dominate the box office now. But yeah, that was a the movie special. So check on our TV uh, TV special? Yes, we're, that's coming we're out. We're going to yes. have a TV special. If you look at your playlist, you should see a TV special, a Comic-Con TV special. This was the movie one. So um, we'll leave the show right now. Mm-hmm. And Jake, as you normally do, where can the folks find you online? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. Andy, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as at Unduaj. That's N-D-U-A-J. 
And you can also find us, Film 7 Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all major streaming services, as well as give us a follow on Twitter and say hi to us. But until next show, guys, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>